What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cassandra Lavelle. This is The Conversation, and I'm so glad y'all with me today, man. Listen, I just want to talk to y'all today about self-care, building yourselves up, right? Building yourselves up. There's a passage in Jude, Jude 20, and it says, but you, dear friends, as you build yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, waiting expectantly for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life. That's Jude 20, 21. I love this passage because Jude is getting to the conclusion of his letter. And after he has encouraged his church to stand firm in the faith, to contend for sound doctrine, to oppose the false teachers in the church, to remind them of God's judgment in the Old Testament and the coming judgment that will come when Jesus returns for those who have not placed his faith in them or who have not placed their faith in him, should I say. Like, he's getting the record straight. He's setting the record straight throughout this whole passage. And he reminds them of, like, the apostates from the past, the present apostates, um, how they're ungodly, how they're people who are just contented grumblers um, deceiving people with flattering words but he reminds them about what Jesus predicted through the apostles that there were going to be people rising up creating division and divisions in the church and be worldly so he goes on to say all that stuff and at the end of the letter basically he says dear friends build yourselves up in your most holy faith listen like build yourselves up in your most holy faith take time to take care of yourself and nurture your relationship with Jesus. Don't be a a, um, a lukewarm Christian, right? But to grow, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Grow. Keep growing. Keep learning about who Christ is. Keep applying the truths that you know about him in your life. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit to pray and the Holy Spirit is to pray with a spiritual mindset, to pray in alignment with God's desires and God's will based according to his word, like based off of his word, praying in the Holy Spirit. Some people say praying in the Holy Spirit is praying in tongues. Some people say praying in the Holy Spirit is just praying with a spiritual mindset. Whatever view you have, that's, you know, God bless you for your views. But I will say this, to pray in the Holy Spirit is simply to pray the will of God. To pray the will of God according to his will. When you do both of those things, you're praying according to the will of God, right? So pray in the Holy Spirit with a spiritual mindset. Pray in alignment with the Spirit of God. Pray in alignment with the Word of God. Pray in the Holy Spirit and keep yourselves in the love of God. How do you keep yourselves in the love of God? You abide in his Word. You remain in Christ and Christ will remain in you. You unite with other believers in fellowship, in unity, in love, serving God and serving one another, keeping yourselves in the love of God. Jesus said it this way. He said, look, if y'all love one another, the world going to know that I'm real if you love one another. Like, if you keep my commandments, if you do what I told you to do, which is love your neighbor as yourself, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, like, the world's going to know that I'm real and that is how I will how I will identify you as my my disciples, my followers, right? So 
if we're praying in the Holy Spirit, we're building ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So we, in order to do that, we have to know the word. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this age or to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like our minds have to be renewed because the way we think is not the way God thinks. So our minds need to be continually renewed through the word of God. That's how our minds are renewed by studying his word. And as we renew our minds, we have to actively engage Jesus, actively engage the word of God. And as we renew our minds, then we will be able to discern what is good and pleasing and God's perfect will for us. Then we'll be able to pray in the Holy Spirit, right? Because we'll know God's will for us. We'll know what's pleasing to him, right? Because our minds are renewed and we have the mind of Christ. Matthew 6.33 says it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. This was Jesus talking. And Jesus says, listen, if you seek God first and his kingdom, his royalty, his rule, his reign, his will to be done in your life. If you put him first, what concerns him, what, what, what he has to say about you. What his plans is, how he told us to live. Like when you seek him first, then he will take care of you. The clothes, the food, the shelter, the things you need, God will take care of you. He knows what we have need of more than we do. And sometimes the things, honestly, we think we need, we're not even at that point that we actually need, need it. Like God comes through when he knows he needs to come through for us. He knows better than us. But if we seek him first and put him first in everything that we do, so when it comes to like, like here go an example, if we make a decisions, if I make, if I have to make a big decision, you know, about uh, my, my career, like ministry, um, moving, life changes, whatever. I see God first and ask God, like, what does, what does he want for me? What is his desires? Like, Lord, show me in your word how I should go about this or how I should go about that. Like, should I make decisions based off of money? Should I make decisions based off of, you know, you telling me I need to be at a certain place in a certain position, like just giving him my life, laying my life before him. Like if I have to have hard conversations with people that I don't just go do it in my own strength and in my flesh, but that I seek God and pray and ask him to give me wisdom and give me patience and give me love and help me to see people how he see people and give me, give me, um, long suffering, give me like, give me the strength that I need spiritually so that I can make the decisions that are pleasing to you that seek you first. So putting God first, right. in everything, and all these things will be added. There's another scripture in Timothy. I love Timothy, the letters of Timothy. Second um, Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And we all probably know this scripture. If you're listening, you're a Christian, you know the scripture. And if you're not, then I'm going to say it real slow for you just so you can hear it. It's Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. All scripture, everything from the beginning, from the Old Testament to the New Testament and everything in between, all scripture is profitable to instruct us in the truths that we need to know, the truths about God, what we need to know about this life in Christ. The scripture is profitable for that, right? And it's profitable for teaching us. And it's also profitable, though, for rebuking us. It reproves us for when we've done something wrong. Like, it, it chastises us. It corrects us. So... All scripture, scripture is inspired by God, God breathed, right? Penned by man, breathed by God, inspired by God, and it's profitable for teaching, but it also rebukes us. It's profitable for rebuking, all right? It not only rebukes us and tells us when we've done something wrong, but I love God like this. Like, he don't just rebuke us, but he also um, 
correct us. So he don't just rebuke us and just leave us like that. You know how human human parents sometimes could rebuke you but not correct you? Like rebuke you and tell you when you're wrong, tell you how you messed up, tell you you didn't do this, tell you didn't do that. But God takes the time to lovingly walk with us and show us how to do what's right. <laughs> he corrects us, right? I love God. It says he corrects us, showing us what is right. And he also trains us in righteousness. Like this word, the word of God trains us it guides us to approach life in a way that god has intended for us to approach it that's what the word of god does jesus teaches us through his words how to live life a life that is pleasing to god like the kind of life that jesus died for us to have that abundant life the word gives us that so back to jude he tells us to build ourselves up in our most holy faith pray in the holy spirit keep yourselves in the love of god and wait expectantly for the mercy of our lord jesus christ for eternal life like we're praying according to his will our minds are being renewed according to the word so that we can pray the will of god we build ourselves up doing that way and we keep ourselves in the love of god to remain in his love, abiding in his word, is keeping ourselves in the love of God. To love one another is keeping ourselves in the love of God. And then we also are to wait. We are to be expectantly waiting for Jesus to return, y'all. Like really longing and desiring and thirsting for him. Like I, my, my, my heart really groans, um, desires to not just be with Jesus but to like be in heaven with him, like for real. Like I can't wait to get my glorified body because I struggle with my health a lot. So I can't wait for the glorified body. I can't wait for the things of heaven to become a full reality in my life, right? My heart's been grieved all week. It was a 17-year-old boy shot on the south side right down the street from the church, right up the street from the church. And this happens all the time here in Youngstown. And I'm so sick and tired of it. And so my heart longs for heaven, not just for this to be over, but I also want to witness to as many people on the block as I can that don't know Christ because he is coming back with the judgment that Jude talks about. He will return. And for those who are not found in him, it's going to be all bad for eternity, right? So we should long for the things of God. We should long to see people saved. We should long to see our enemies, um, the enemies of the cross, rescued out of the hand of the devil, like... And we should always be expectantly waiting for the mercy of our Lord because it's the mercy of Jesus that's going to be able to present us faultless before God's throne. Like me and myself, I won't be able to present myself faultless because there's so many things I do wrong and I've done wrong. And yes, Christ died for me and he's forgiven me. But like my works can't present me faultless, but Jesus can. Um, Jude says it this way in, in Jude 24. He says, now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory without blemish and with great joy. Jesus has the power to make us stand in the presence of God without blemish, without any faults, without any failures, and with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what I love. Like Jude, he ain't got it twisted. He know what it is. Like, Christ is the one that can present us faultless. He's done the work already. And we will be able to stand in the presence of God with great joy. And those are the things that really should matter to us. So, again, I want you to 
Be encouraged. Build yourself up, y'all. Self-care is so important. And I'm not knocking, you know, when we do these devotionals on our phones and stuff like that. But we got to go deeper, man. We got to really sit down and learn how to study the word and understand context and understand that the Bible wasn't written in English and it was written in Aramaic and Greek and Hebrew and understand like that it was translated for us to understand it into other languages as well. But we need to understand the context, understand the culture, understand who it was written to, understand who the author was and who the audience was so that we can really get a, a deeper grasp on who God is and what his truth is. And then we can take those those uh, principles and applications that we see and apply it to our life, right? So that we can have the abundant life, the good life that God desires for us to have. So we don't have to wrestle and struggle in our minds so that we will be able to live a life where our mind is stable, a life of freedom and peace. That is possible through the Holy Spirit and through the knowing of God's word and applying of his truths. So this has been the conversation. It's your girl, Cassandra Lavelle, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. Peace.